The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. In addition to all of that, you can also stream the show live on the web at radiolex.com. U.S. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting, I hope, from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lakes on North Limestone. And the reason I say I hope is last week we did the entire first segment and we wasn't even on the air. <laughs> we got vetoed and didn't even know. But a lot of our listeners are saying that we are on the air. We are coming across across fine. So that's good. Is, is that the correct word, Amber? We're coming across fine. We're coming across the air fine. Hey, you know what? This uh, this show is called Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, and whatever Adam Banks says goes. Well, I'm very excited to have uh, a good show today. We have a guest coming on at around the 4.30 mark of the show. Uh, Kentucky Stags, the goalie for the Kentucky Stags, Jacob Roberts. I feel like, Amber, that a goalie is an important position for the team. Absolutely. So I, I feel like he's an important role player for this team, so... An important guy coming to talk about the stacks. Hey, and I'm excited to 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 actually know exactly a little bit about. Is it handball? Is it's, that what they are? It's, it's handball, yes. I'm the Kentucky Stags is talking about handball. So when I heard about this team, when I heard about what they are and what they do, I became instantly fascinated because yeah. I don't know much about it, <laughs> but they've got logos, they've got colors, they've got a mascot. <laughs> and that's right up your alley. All of those check all of your boxes. They've even got, they've even got a little uh, slogan, I guess. Hey, what's up? Fear the deer. Hey, okay. And I'm loving it. Hey. And so I'm excited to talk about that with Jacob coming up around the 4.30 mark. But Amber, it is one of those days where we are doing the show live. Well, we always do the show live, but (laughs) if we have any technical difficulties, just bear with us. But Amber, I was driving, as I always do on Thursday, and I got really nostalgic when I noticed that a lot of the cars that I seen on the road today, for some reason, because everybody's cruising on beautiful days like this. Oh, yeah. A lot of the vehicles that I seen on the road reminded me just of the good old days. <laughs> okay. Yes, I saw I saw car brands that I haven't seen in a long time on the road. Oh, I'm excited for and this. And one of those being a Pontiac, and that's what really kicked it all off. Pontiac is a car brand that doesn't exist anymore. Wait, at all? No, they don't make Pontiac anymore. Oh my goodness! They stopped making Pontiac, and I used to own. I was gonna say I used to own. One? I used to own a Pontiac, Pontiac G5. Yeah. And which was like the 
when they stopped making the Pontiac Sunfire, yeah. they started making the G5. Yeah. I had one of those. It was a good car. I and, know. And I saw a Pontiac G5 on the road today, and it really took me back. Hey, did you want to go knock on the window and ask if you could take it for a joyride? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to really bad. However, it, it made me start thinking, because Pontiac's not the only car brand that doesn't exist anymore that was around for years. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners maybe have a car that they drove that the brand doesn't even exist anymore. Because you got to think, manufacturers like General Motors, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Now, not every car brand has been so lucky. Some car brands have went bankrupt and they've had to call it quits. Like Pontiac, for instance. They stopped making Pontiacs in 2010. Oh, man. So 12 years ago, they stopped making Pontiacs. They don't make Mercury's anymore oh, either. Oh, going to buy me a Mercury and cruise it up and down the road. By Alan Jackson, yes. <laughs> Do you remember the Mercury's made by the Ford Motor Company? That They also stopped making Mercury's in 2010. Now, no, my papa had a Mercury cougar. He did. He did, I swear. <laughs> that was a good little car. Yes. They made so many vehicles, and then just in 2010, they, they stopped. They had been around since 1938. What about Oldsmobile? Oldsmobile. Yes, they stopped making Oldsmobile in 2004. I can tell you why. Because those things do not hold up against the test of time. You know another car brand that doesn't exist anymore? And at one point in time, they were balling. They were mm-hmm. the they were the fad. Hummers. Ah. Hummer doesn't exist. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Well, it debuted. It debuted. It debuted <laughs> in 1992. And it start. It kind of blew up because celebrities were starting to get Hummers. Yeah. And, and I remember Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson oh, drove a Hummer. Oh, goodness. And a, a lot of, uh, just a lot, if you were cool, you drove a Hummer. Ah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they stopped making, making them in 2009 because they're very impractical. Oh, they are the most, uh, gas guzzler, I think, I think was just invented for that. Saturn is another car brand that don't exist anymore. I don't know a car that they made, but I know it was a car brand. I remember seeing them, but I don't I don't remember an actual like car that I, they made. Exactly. I remember seeing them. I just don't remember their popular car. No. Well, that's probably why, <laughs> that's why they're not there. Probably why. Suzuki. Oh, I do remember Suzuki. Suzuki filed for bankruptcy in 2013. Mm. However, Suzuki still exists yeah. over in Japan, just not here in America. Uh, okay. Scion. Uh, yes, 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 yes. They were huge for a minute. Yes, and then the Azuzu. Oh, Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> oh, did she drop <laughs> one of those? Don't you remember Laguna Beach? She kept saying it was going to die. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> this car is Dunzo. Dunzo. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Rovers, Tuckers, Kaiser Frasers, DeLoreans, Ramblers, Moslers, Wheelies, AMCs, Packards, Desottos, Eagle, Etzels. Avantis, Checkers, Studebaker, and Sabs are other car brands that have <laughs> not made it and have not stood the test of time. They went out of business. Oh, my goodness. What, do you, what is it about Ford and Chevy and Dodge and Jeep that you think makes them stand the test of time? 
honestly, I'm really not for sure. I think it's honestly just kind of fad things. I think the 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 test of time really does kind of factor into vehicles because if you look at the ones that are still around, you know, there's Toyotas out there rolling around that's older than both me and you. You yeah. know, I really think it's what what it comes down to. Well, I think I think the common denominator in all of these successful car brands is they make really cool, practical nice cars that mm-hmm. people like. Mm-hmm. Like Toyota, they've made the Corolla, they've mm-hmm. made they've made the Tacoma, they uh, Ford, they make the F series, they make the Mustangs. They make cars that stick around Chevy with the Camaros. All that they make cars that people like that are practical and that's why their brands stick around. And it made me start thinking also Amber of the most popular not really car brands, yeah. but the most popular cars Ah. that aren't around anymore. Yeah. Now, at one point in time, you if you would have told me that the Chevy Cavalier wasn't going to exist, oh my goodness. I would have called you a liar. Every corner, uh-huh. every every old rundown house <laughs> had a Cavalier <laughs> in the parking lot. And I can say that because I drove a Cavalier. It not, was my first car. Not all of them had hood scoops, though. <laughs> my Cavalier <laughs> in particular had a hood scoop. Unpainted, and it was attached. And it was attached <laughs> until somebody ripped it off and threw it in the creek. Disgust. But Cavaliers don't exist anymore at all. No, I guess they don't. No, do they? The Cobalt took them away, and now oh, the Cobalts don't exist. Yeah, that's a, ooh. well. There's a lot of popular cars out there that if you would have told me that they're not going to be around anymore, I would have said you're a liar. Just like the Cavalier and. I I had a 1998 Chevy Cavalier. I loved it. It was the cleanest Cavalier on the road. <laughs> but you got to think Chevy sold uh, the Cavalier from 1982 to 2005. So they kept it around for a long time. Yeah, it went through many different models, but it went away. Oh. Sadly, it went away. Maybe they'll it'll come back. Cars, vehicles, they always like to make comebacks. I know the Ford Ranger made a comeback, which is what I drive now. Exactly. But here are some of the most popular cars that aren't being made anymore. And I'm going to start with the Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, my goodness. That's the first car to ever achieve 20 million units sold. They made the Volkswagen Beetle from 1938 to 2003. It sold a total of 21,529,464 units from 1938 to 2003. That's a lot of Beatles. They don't make them anymore. Wow. Another car that they don't make anymore that was very popular back in the day was the Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. There we go. I thought that was the coolest car on the road when I was a teenager. Now look, I think my husband might have had one of them. Though They stopped making those. They started making those in the 60s and stopped making those in the 2000s. Yeah. In that decade. The Mitsubishi Eclipse. Oh, man. Man, 1990 to 2012. Did you know anybody? I bet you. I bet you that you did. One thousand percent. Did you know anybody that used to drive a Mitsubishi Eclipse? And I believe she might have <laughs> drove it till the wheels fell off in it. <laughs> because they must have been good cars. I think they were. A lot of people really enjoyed. Now I'm gonna tell you. You talk about a car you've seen everywhere. 2004, 2006. You couldn't go down the road without seeing ten of them. They don't make Chevy Impalas anymore. Are you serious? Chevy Impala is what I 
I think, did I take my driver's test in an Impala or a Monte Carlo? It was a Monte Carlo. Oh, I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> a Monte Carlo. That was worse. Because the Dale Earnhardt edition? They're long. Yeah. And, and trying to parallel park Monte Carlo is, yeah. is bad. But they don't make the Chevy Impala anymore. They stopped making those in 2020. Now, look. Okay. I did not know that. They don't make, not only do they not make uh, Hummers, yeah. obviously they don't make this popular car, the H2. Remember, everybody was uh, yes. getting the H2. Yes. They don't make the Ford Focus anymore. Oh. As a matter of fact, Ford has uh-huh. went on record in saying, as, as to saying, that they will no longer make cars. Mm. They will only make trucks and SUVs. Okay, I so, mean, I can get down with that. Yeah, they've retired all all of their all of their cars. It was a popular little car, which is I'm surprised that they're taking it away. It says here that the Focus was sold in the midsummer of 1998 and last ever produced in the late spring of 2018. Wow. Uh, there is the Chevy S10. Oh, my word. Every 16-year-old boy had a Chevy S10. Oh, I think every boy back home in eastern Kentucky had an S10. I think it came when you were born. Some of them (laughs) still have. had the keys to it. And some of them now are 30 and still have their (laughs) S10. Still have the exact same S10. Mercury Mountaineers. Oh, yes. Another big gas guzzler. Yep. But those are some vehicles that aren't around anymore that if you would have told me a long time ago that they wasn't going to be around, I would have been like, you're lying. But hang on to the vehicles that you uh, love because you never know when they're going to go away. And it's kind of like the Disney movies. They go away into a vault and they're not released again <laughs> yeah. for another 20, 30 years. The 20th anniversary. Like the Ford Ranger got re-released. Uh-huh. The Ford Bronco got re-released. Yep. They I, they keep re-releasing vehicles. Is there something else that went away and then and then come back that I, you can think of? Ah, no. I think the only thing that's happened is you know Toyota reinvented the Corolla, but I mean it never went away and came back. But that's that's about the only other one I know. Oh no, I would say the Corolla is the probably maybe aside from the Ford, the Ford F series. I would say the Corolla might be the most popular car made in America. Oh, absolutely. That was my first car. But that's just me. But what do I know? I'm just the old hillbilly hey. from Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We'll be right back after these words. Down the court squares, just a set of streets. And people go around, but they seldom think about the little man that built this town before the big money shut him down. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. I was... What a great song this is by Alan Jackson. We love Alan Jackson, I'm starting to realize. This song is talking about small-town businesses going under because of corporate America. Yeah. And I was driving around Whitesburg, Kentucky this past weekend. A beautiful place. Beautiful place, but it... Also made me a little sad because the downtown area was very, I don't want to say dead because they have opened up new businesses. Yeah. But it's not as lively and as vibrant as it used to be. Booming. And it's because of corporate America. Corporate corporations like Walmart coming in, putting them out of business. It's sad. I get it. That's just the way of the world. That's the way of business that happens. However... I bring up this next topic, and it's not really a small town going out of business. It is K 
Kmart. No! <laughs> which is a retail giant. They have only three stores remaining around the country. Those three locations are in Avenel, New Jersey, 15 miles south of New York City. Well, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That is the latest Kmart to close, making it only three. Okay. So the three remaining are in Westwood, New Jersey, Bridgehampton, New York, and Miami, Florida. Of all places to be, Miami, Florida wants a Kmart? Why doesn't Kentucky have a Kmart? We Because we used to be the capital of Kmart. <laughs> That's sad. I, I Again, back to old cars going away. If you would have told me as a kid that, when Adam, when you grow up, Kmart will go bankrupt. Kmart won't be here. I would have called you a liar. In all sincerity, because at one point in time, we had Kmart in every, I guess... <clears throat> close proximity city, and I hate to call it like that, but place that we could go and shop, it was Kmart. Well, they had everything. Kmart opened up just a little bit prior to Walmart did. Walmart came along in the early 60s. Kmart actually was there before Walmart in in 1962. So some could say that Sam Walton just took the old Kmart (laughs) business plan and just done it better. Well, he took the K out of Mart and put Wall in front of it. But they had everything. They had toys. They had sporting goods. They had candy. You had stationery. You had something for everybody in Kmart. It wasn't really always about shopping. It was also a social visit when you went to Kmart back in the day. Yes, it was. You could sit down, get you a cup of coffee, get you something to eat. We've talked about the old Walmart before on the Uh show, and we talked about how they used to have the radio grill, and they used to have popcorn and pop and nachos. They had the same thing at at Kmart. Uh, Yes, they did, and it was better. And it was better. But retail giants like Kmart are having a hard time keeping up with the internet. Companies like Amazon are really taking a toll on places like Kmart. Who's Who knows if Walmart will ever... I think what Walmart did, though, to make Walmart st- stand the test of time is Walmart evolved. Yeah, Walmart knew that they needed to change. They knew if they stayed stagnant, that business plan wasn't going to last. Absolutely. So they knew they needed to make the old small Walmarts into a super center. Yes, people want lights. They want flash. you got to keep people's attention. But Kmart, eventually, it's still around, still three stores, but eventually it's going to be one of those iconic stores that you grew up with that are no longer in business. And speaking of that, Amber, there are a ton of iconic stores that we grew up with that are no longer in business, Radio Shack being one of them. Do you remember going in (laughs) and, and... uh, into Radio Shack, that was kind of the local Best Buy. Yeah. You could get answering the machines. Oh, you go in there and get your radar detector. <laughs> radar detector. Yeah. A scanner so you can spy on people. Yeah, listen to people on their cordlesses. Yes. They were a huge company. They had 7,300 locations at one point in time. They filed for bankruptcy in 2015, and, uh, and by 2017, all of their stores were gone. Yeah. So Radio Shack, 7,300 locations down to zero. Woo. Amazing. Ah. How something that huge gone forever. Blockbuster. Oh, man. Always holds a special place <laughs> in my heart. I used to work at Blockbuster. It was my first job that I ever had, even though there is still one 
single solitary blockbuster remaining, and I think they only keep it open for the nostalgia purposes. I think that's what it is. But Blockbuster, a a store that had nine thousand locations. That's. I thought they would have had more than nine thousand. Nine thousand's a lot. I mean, I get that, but Blockbuster's a huge name. Yeah, but now they have one. Oh. Nine thousand to one. And again, we know what put them out of business. Yeah, absolutely. So, but isn't it weird though that they can, more companies can't do what Walmart did? Walmart changed. Blockbuster, you could have changed too. You could have went to streaming. You could have had a Blockbuster streaming service. Why did you just let not only a company do what you was doing, but do it better? I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I think around the time that really things started to change was Netflix. When Netflix came on, you could have them delivered straight to your door. And I think that's when it started changing for people. And I just don't think Blockbuster was able to recover. Do you remember Hollywood Video? Hollywood Video. <laughs> yes. You don't remember? Those were in bigger cities, but that was the competition to Blockbuster. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of what the one was called back in the bigger, in Hazard. I'm trying to think of what the one in I think it was Video Warehouse. There we go. I think that's what it was. Video Warehouse. But Hollywood Video, they had over 2,000 locations, and they closed down in 2010. So right around the time Blockbuster did. Some more iconic stores that you grew up with that no longer exist or no longer are in business. We mentioned a few already. Circuit City. Oh, yes. Circuit City, kind of another place like Radio Shack, It's like Radio Shack meets Best Buy. 567 stores at its peak, and then in 2008, after 59 years, the chain declared bankruptcy and began closing all of its locations. I'm pretty sure I got a printer on clearance because of that sale here in Lexington. H.H. Gregg. Yes. H.H. Gregg was the appliance store, and they laid off more than 5,000 people in 2017. They closed over 130 stores. And they try to now mostly, I think they're still around, but they do online stuff only. Okay. Toys R Us. No. Toys R Us. Uh, over 70 years ago, it was created. It was the number one store at one point in time for decades for toys, clothes, video games, and baby products for children across the United States. Oh, when people used to say, like, this is a kid's playland, it really was. That was. You want to hear something interesting? I've never been in a Toys R Us. Are you serious? Never darkened the doorway. Oh, well, you're missing out. And I don't say that often Well, to you. now I can't go. No, you can't. Miss that opportunity. Howard Johnson's. Howard Johnson. Was that a restaurant? No, that wasn't. The, it was the orange-roofed premier slice of Americana, but now they only have two locations. They were huge at one point in time. I believe the Howard Johnson was hotel room, was hotels. It was, was a chain of hotels. Was it hotels and restaurants? Yes. I feel like there was a re- okay, okay, okay. Yes, it was like a restaurant hotel, hotel combination, kind of like the Parkway in Awesome. Combo nation. Yes, very just the two uh, slammed together. But the Howard Johnsons back in the eighties, seventies, nineties, you always heard of people talking about Howard Johnsons. Yeah, now they no longer exist. Well, I bet if there's a man out there named Howard Johnson, he's going to be like, well... Kodak. Well, now look. Kodak got a lot of our money one time. Kodak, one of those businesses that no longer exists because of technology. you got to think, a billion-dollar business like Kodak, who dominated corporate America at one time, I mean, had a monopoly on photographs mm-hmm. uh, versus Polaroid, but... 
because of cell phones now, you don't need Kodak for anything. No, you don't. You, we don't carry digital cameras, which is what they got into. No, we got it all here on our phone. You absolutely, literally could record a Hollywood movie on your iPhone. Oh, they have. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you don't need Kodak anymore for things. They used to have the Kodak Theater where they had the Oscars. They don't even call it the Kodak Theater anymore. Oh, they don't call it the Kodak? No, it's the Dolby Theater now. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's uh, Kodak is non-existent. Gone. Gone. Dunzo. Bugle Boy. Like the chips? No. Or the jeans? The jeans. <laughs> Bugles, I, it'd be a sad day if Bugle wasn't around. <laughs> but the Bugle Boy, my mom used to love dressing me in Bugle Boy and Oshkosh Bagosh. Oshkosh Bagosh. But there we go. that's around. Bugle Boy is not. Yeah. And well, yes, I always wondered why I was never able to find Bugle Boy jeans or, or T-shirts. <laughs> when, did, when did they go out of business? 2001. Well, that explains it. So when I got old enough to buy my own clothes, <laughs> Bugle Boy was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Bugle Boy was nowhere <laughs> to be found. And then finally, Amber, one of my, uh, well, it's not worldwide, but they absolutely were known in, in certain parts of the country. Magic Mart. Oh, yes. Did you ever go to Magic Mart? In the Lothar section of Hazard? Absolutely any chance I got. Well, it was invented in or established in 1920 in Williamson, West Virginia. Okay. Williamson, West Virginia is where I am a college professor. Looky there. And that is where the first Magic Mart was. They closed. They had. They had. 1,974 stores at one point. Isn't that amazing? I did not know they had that many stores. One, That's a lot. Yes. In 1991, Magic Mart began to experiment with larger store size by expanding the Oshana West Virginia store from 35,000 to 80,000 square feet. And the largest store was uh, closed uh, in 2013 in August. Yeah. And that was the actually the last store was shut down in September of 2018. Shoo! So no more Magic Mart. No more Magic Mart. But a lot of iconic companies, a lot of iconic businesses that no longer exist. And that's a lot of that's thanks to technology, but also poor financial decisions. Oh, absolutely. And then the, the only one I got to add, you mentioned it last week. I think you went and ate a, at a restaurant in the old Doll Hairs. The Doll Hairs department stores. I did go to Doll Hairs. You went to Doll Hairs. <laughs> but I think I was trying to look up quickly. What I think they closed in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I thought. Well, the internet internet said so. So well, it has to be. Well, the internet said it's yeah, true. Yeah, the internet said. I it was. did go into Doll Hairs the other day in Whitesburg. Yeah, and it's a Mexican restaurant now. <laughs> I used to love going there. Yeah, and you get sad because you can tell it used to be a clothing store. Oh, absolutely. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I remember on Christmas, they used to have this, it felt so Christmassy in here. Oh, that's what the holiday season I think we got because the department stores back home just did it big. Yeah, they did it so big. And they were one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to take another break. But when we come back, I'm very excited because our special guest is going to be joining us via Zoom, Jacob Roberts. He is the goalie for the Kentucky Stags. But we're going to take a short break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Where I come from isn't all that great. My automobile is a piece of crap. My fashion sense is a little whack. And my friends are just as creepy as me. I didn't go to in schools. Girls never looked at me. Why should they? Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. 
Amber, you know I always love it when we are able to bring guests on the show, and we are going to be joined by Jacob Roberts. He is the goalie for the Kentucky Stags. Jacob, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Very nice to have you on the show with us. First of all, let me just say thank you. When I started looking around on the website and I started reading about the Kentucky Stags, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know much about it. Until I started reading about it, I instantly became hooked and wanted to know more, uh, Jacob. So I've got a lot of questions just to ask you. Oh, that sounds great. We always love uh, we love to spread handball on the community. You know, it's uh, it's been a passion of ours for yeah. the last few years. So we're glad uh, glad we can share it. So you are the goalie for the team. I imagine that that is a position of high importance. Yeah, I mean the goalie, uh, just like in any sport, uh, can make a game. Um, and like I grew up playing soccer, so you had to make almost all the saves, but. Uh, and handball, if you're making 25 to 30% of saves, that changes the game and it wins it for your team. Okay, well, let's talk about this sport, handball. What is handball and how do you play it? Just give us the rundown of that. So we like to say handball is the most American sport that most Americans have never heard of because uh, it's fast-paced, high-scoring, and uh, very physical. So uh, if you've ever seen... Uh, the Olympics, you might see a weird sport where a bunch of people are throwing a ball into the goal, um, and that would be handball. Uh, it's playing on a court a little bit bigger than a basketball court um, with a six-meter line uh, arc on it where only the goalie can stand. Um, and basically, it's for 60 minutes. You try and score, throw that ball into the net more than the other team, and whoever has the most goals after 60 minutes is the winner. Ooh, so you got to be pretty well-conditioned to play this sport. Yeah, uh Definitely uh, definitely a sport where you need some conditioning. Well, let's talk about the Kentucky Stags. How did the Kentucky Stags get started? So it's actually a pretty funny story of how we started uh, our handball journey. My college roommate, I think he's listening right now, shout out to Adam Betts. Um, he was on TikTok one night and saw that the U.S. was trying to, play, was trying to grow handball. So we... Uh, we got in contact with the U USA team handball um, and somebody on the board of directors from Columbus, and they just helped us uh, start our own team, and we kind of grew from there. So you actually got a hold of Team USA uh, handball. That That's fascinating. And I, I actually, now that I think about it, I have turned on the television and seen uh, handball being played. That is very interesting. So with the Kentucky Stags, I've noticed that you guys – you have it all. You've got an awesome name. You got a logo. You got colors. Who created? Who came up with the the name, the logo, the colors? It, was that Team USA helping you out there? Was that you and your college roommate? How did the creative process happen for you all to get a logo and a name and colors and all that? That was all. Uh, that was a group of like four of us that just decided. You know what? We think the Kentucky Stags would be a pretty cool name. We had a guy from Germany who helped us start. So we may or may not have taken the deer off of the Jägermeister logo. Um, but that was kind of our, our thought process behind it. It was like, oh, Kentucky, you know, we like the deer hunt. Uh, we got a guy from Germany who's helping us start and a little bit of Jägermeister. So uh, 
is a good combination. And then we didn't want to do the generic UK blue, so we thought we'd twist it up a little bit and uh, put our own spin on it. Fear the deer. I, I love that hashtag. I've been seeing that. Would you say that's the official logo of the Kentucky Stags, Fear the Deer? Oh, absolutely. Every time we go anywhere, that's uh, that's one thing we go for is fear the deer because we want other teams to fear playing us. If someone, Jacob, was interested in trying out for the Kentucky Stags, what are the requirements for that? Honestly, we just want to grow this sport as much as we can in the area. So anybody who wants to play, we'll absolutely love to have them come out. All you really need to do is just send us a message on any of our social media pages um, at KYStagsHC on Instagram. And we'd love to have you come out to a practice. Uh, our coach is actually a former professional coach from Spain. So we have the best training um, that we can possibly have. So we'd love to have anybody and everybody that would love to come out and play some handball. It sounds like you guys are so legitimate. I mean, you are legitimate. This this is awesome. How many games do you all play per season? So we, we started during COVID. So how, getting a full roster has been kind of a kind of a big issue for us. But we're actually going to play our first indoor games in May in Columbus. So May 22nd in in Columbus against the Columbus Armada will be our first two indoor games uh, for the Kentucky Stags. And then as the next fall and winter is when the season kind of picks up. So we're going to try and play a consistent uh, weekly or biweekly schedule. Uh, where do the Kentucky Stags play their home games? Is it played in Lexington uh, when you have a home uh, game, or are you having to always travel to other places to play? So finding a facility with a full handball, uh, full size for handball courts, uh, pretty difficult. So we've still been looking for one of those in Lexington. Um, so we probably won't host any home games uh, in the near future. Um, all of our practices are actually at the new futsal court that they uh, put in at Castlewood Park because it's a full-size outdoor handball court. Um, so right now we're traveling for all of our games. Uh, we try to stay within the region uh, within a few hours um, because there's a lot of great handball uh, played in the Midwest. Who are uh, some of the other teams that you guys play against? You guys are the Kentucky Stags. Who are some of the other teams that the Kentucky Stags goes up against? So there's the Columbus Armada. Uh, so they're based out of Columbus. Uh, we can play Ohio State, uh, University of Cincinnati, the Flint Handball Club, the Detroit Handball Club, the Milwaukee Handball Club, um, and Minneapolis Handball Club. But as you can tell, we definitely have the best name. So we need the rest of these teams to get a mascot. Yes, the best. You have the best name, the best mascot. I'm telling you, Jacob. I honestly, I wouldn't have had you on the show if I wasn't interested in what you had to say. And I, I'm telling you, when I was watching the games, because I watched, I even got on Facebook and was watching some of the games that you posted on there through videos. And, I mean, I was like, Amber, I told my co-host, I said, Amber, and you can vouch for me. I said, Amber, I might join the Kentucky Stags <laughs> if they'd have me. But I'm I'm a little older. So you said literally anybody can play. Now, you don't really mean that, though. You can't play at, like, 90. Uh, so what is there, like, a cutoff in age, or, or is it just kind of like, you can come try out, and and we'll see if you, if you're ninety, you can be on the team if you're good. I mean, like I said, any anybody, we welcome anybody and everybody because the sport of handball isn't super big in the U.S. So as many people as we can just get playing and knowing about the sport, 
uh, is, is our goal. We, uh, we want the sport of handball to be well-known within the United States. So if it takes us having everybody that wants to play out at practice, that we would love to have that because it's a, it's a sport that I fell in love with as soon as I found it, and I want more people to fall in love with it just like I did. And also girls and guys can play on the same team. Uh, right now, we all, we do – and for beach handball, we do a, a co-ed team, uh, but for indoor handball, we're trying to establish a women's team. Um, so we have a few few works in progress, starting to start an indoor women's team as well as our indoor men's team. I love it. I'm 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 loving this. You keep saying the right things. You're I'm, I'm loving. It. Amber's over here beaming. I know. I need to come and try out. So you also, if if I'm understanding this right, you've had two guys that played uh, for you right now. Uh, that also have played for Team USA and in the beach handball. Um, it's currently players, correct, that also play on the same team, that also played for Team USA? Yes, yeah, so uh, myself and Ian Foster, who's also Lexington born and raised, have uh, been both in the pool of players for Team USA beach handball over the past few months. Uh, we actually got to play some exhibition games against Mexico when we were down in Colima, Mexico in February. So we uh, kind of made our debut down there unofficially. Um, but, yeah, we have two guys, myself and Ian, um, who are playing for, for Team USA right now. Is it amazing, though, to go to other places and see it uh, where it's popular in other communities? Like right here in Lexington, it might not be really popular right now, but do you really get a lot of encouragement when you go to other places where it is popular and you're like, wow, this is what I want Lexington to be like? Oh, yeah, it was fantastic that – that tournament I went to in Mexico, I was just completely astounded by how welcoming the community was and how much they love the sport. And that's definitely something we're trying to grow in the United States because, yeah, we may have a few people come up and be like, oh, what kind of sport is this? I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. Um, but in Mexico, where we were, everybody was involved. Everybody loved the sport. You had, it was like we played in an arena, like a beach handball arena. So like having just the support of, of fans and in another country, it's just, it's unreal. And if we can grow that in the United States, which I think we're well on our way to, um, I think it would just be a, a tremendous achievement for the sport. Well, you're doing a great job so far trying to expand the sport in the area. You're going on talk shows. Uh, you're on social media. You, you've got the right creative in in place. Uh, so is there anything else you would like to add uh, before we end our conversation? Uh, any more uh, things you want to talk about as far as your plan to grow and expand the sport? Uh, our goal right now is, so summer is beach handball season. So hopefully sometime over this summer, July or August, we're going to try and have a beach handball tournament out in Lexington. Uh, we're looking at Marika's right now to see if we can get a, uh, to get the court out there for a day or two. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, and then those big, those two big games in May, if anybody wants to just join the team, see how the sport is played, we would absolutely love to have them. Like, we're going to Columbus as a learning experience. If anybody wants to come out, get their first games in, we would absolutely love to have them. Um, and it's really just we're going to try and do whatever we can to keep growing the sport in the area because me and the group of guys, we all love the sport and we want more people to start loving this sport in this area because 
as of right now, we're the only team in Kentucky, but we want that to change. Well, Jacob, tell the audience where they can find you on social media and how they can follow the Kentucky Stags on social media. So you can find us at KYStagsHC on Instagram and Twitter, as well as the Kentucky Stags Handball Club on Facebook. And if you want to get in contact with me personally, I'd love to talk to anybody and everybody about the sport of handball. So you can find me at Jacob underscore Roberts 623 um, on Instagram. I'd love to talk to anybody and everybody about this great sport. I'm going to have to follow you as well, my man. And I want to personally thank you again for coming on and talking about the Kentucky Stags. Maybe in the future, I can get you in studio. You and a teammate can come on and talk further uh, when you get deeper into, into the season. We'd love to have that. Can I get a can I get a fear of the deer before we log off? Absolutely, fear the deer. Oh yeah, we love to hear it. Fear the deer, ladies and gentlemen. Fear the deer. And I want to say thank you to Jacob. Amber is going to be, uh, she's going to be trying out very, very soon, Jacob. (laughs) Don't wish that upon them. (laughs) All right, Jacob Roberts, everybody. Uh, He is the goalie for the for the Kentucky Stags, but. We are going to take off-the-cuff song of the week break, and it is a beautiful day, so I want you to roll down them windows and enjoy the wind in your hair because this song is a great one. Amber, we're going to kick it old school like we have been here lately with a little let's go through the motions. We'll be right back. Nikki on the show thread, she says that they need to bring back the El Camino. I 1,000% am behind that message. Speaking of El Camino, they <laughs> premiered They premiered Better Call Saul Season 6 on Monday. Wow. On a scale of 1 to 10, now how that, much did you love it? Now that was a season opener. A 10 out of 10. The writing is so brilliant on that show. Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, what they do, what they do is is so unbelievably talented. I mean, I would give anything to be an actor on one of their shows. Oh, absolutely. Because you don't have to have skill. You just read the words. Oh, goodness. Read the words. What a great, what a great episode. Did you like it? Oh, I, you know, I, the moment that I realized I loved it was when I realized you were going to love it because I know that you had waited so long for this to come back on. So, yes, 10, 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. And yeah. I, I can't wait for Monday. And I'm sure we'll talk about Better Call Saul in its entirety at the end of the series because we've never talked about it. And this is your favorite show. My favorite show, probably. Fun fact about Adam. Yes, of, of all time, maybe. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But we still have one more segment to go, ladies and gentlemen. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. What you're hearing is ASAP Rocky, who was arrested. Who was arrested yesterday at 
LAX by the LAPD officers because of his alleged connection with a November 2021 shooting. They arrested him right on the spot there when he landed on his private plane. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And he was with his girlfriend, his baby mama, Rihanna. Uh-huh. Dude, you got it all. <laughs> you got money. You got a ballin' career. You've got one of the uh, hottest woman. Wim- women in the world. Uh, you're having a baby with her, and you are shooting people, allegedly? Allegedly. Well, I think he posted his bail. I mean, I think he's out. And I think it was a non-violent shooting. Yeah. I think is what was reported, wasn't it? We'll have to just keep up with that story. Guns, violence in the rap world, it's always been there. It will always be there. Seems like. Oh, yeah. Good news, ladies and gentlemen, before we end the show. Drum roll, please, Amber. Ladies and gentlemen, Off the Cuff officially has its Off the Cuff Without a Bank's Facebook page back. Woo! Yes, let me just say it is time to celebrate that. Amber, last week I reported that we were having some technical difficulties with the page. Oh, we were down. The Facebook page was out of my control. I was no longer the admin. I could not update. I could not modify the page. That was scary. It was a problem because I was the only admin of the page (laughs) and Facebook just took it away from me Uh after an update. He said bye-bye. And I am now a believer that all things in this life are possible because I was able to get Facebook support on the phone and talk to a human being. And I challenge, I challenge you, anyone, (laughs) anyone to do the same. <laughs> I challenge you. If your Facebook ever gets broke, try to get them on the phone. I challenge you. <laughs> Let me know how it goes, but good luck. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Can you believe that I pulled that off? Are you talking to me? Because you already knew. I knew you was going to do it. You really thought I could? Well, now, look. I've been with you. We've been together a long time. I got, I got a lot of faith in you. But... I'm going to be honest with you. After getting a hold of Facebook, that gave me a lot of confidence. Now, now you're going to get get the big head, ain't you? I mean, I got more confidence on being able to accomplish things. Well, yeah. It was a task that was so complex and so hard, I didn't think I would be able to do it. Now, did you really not think you were going to be able to do it? At one point in time. But then I was like, you know... When I'm pushed against the wall, that's when I work the best. Exactly. And we got it back. So go like the page if you haven't. Off the Cuff Without a Banks on Facebook. And ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for this week's episode of Off the Cuff. You can follow all of our episodes by subscribing to us on podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook at Off the Cuff Without a Banks. Instagram at Off the Cuff of Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host Ambu four four seven on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me on social media at the Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, we release new episodes every Thursday from four to five right here on WLXU ninety three point nine FM, which means we will be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Thanks to our special guest Jacob Roberts from the Kentucky Stags. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We will see you next week.